Hey everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about a collection of fungal specimens collected by George Washington Carver more than 100 years ago that are now part of the North Carolina Botanical Gardens Herbarium with Carol Ann McCormick, the curator of the university's herbarium, and Van Cotter, a retired industrial mycologist and a volunteer at the herbarium. Born into slavery, Carver became a renowned botanist by developing techniques to improve soil damage by cotton plantings. Carver also taught at the Tuskegee Institute for almost 50 years. Recently, your herbarium found some of Carver's specimens that he collected when he was a graduate student. Let's start out by talking about how you actually found these specimens in your collection. So we have a National Science Foundation grant to catalog our collection. The mycological collection, the fungi collection, is a very old one, specimens dating back to the 1800s. Dr. Coker, who was a very prominent biologist at UNC and in the Southeast, was actually, he taught everything. He taught beginning botany, he taught shrubs, he taught trees, but he was actually a mycologist, a, a person who studies fungi by training. And it's basically his life collection. And this collection is very famous, but there has not been a mycologist on staff in the biology department since one of Dr. Coker's students, Dr. Couch, passed away in early 80s, late 70s. So this collection had basically been mothballed and it had never been cataloged. People knew there was good stuff in it, and it had basically achieved kind of mythical proportions because it was unknown. So we joined a consortium of about 150 herbaria across North America. We got funding from the National Science Foundation to actually go through and catalog the collection. And it was in the process of that cataloging that about a year ago, I started seeing these specimens collected by G.W. Carter. And they were mostly from Ames, Iowa. And so I didn't think anything of it. And then a botanist in Florida emailed me and said, you guys have a lot of specimens that are collected by G.W. Carter. Do you think these could be George Washington Carver specimens? And I didn't think so because they were from Iowa, and I don't associate George Washington Carver with Iowa. So I went to the scholar's tool of choice, Wikipedia, and learned that he was the first African-American student at the University of Iowa. And he graduated from the University of Iowa, uh, got his master's degree there, and these specimens were actually his, done during his graduate work. So very quickly, I went into my database as, as I was cataloging the collection and looked, searched for Carter. And sure enough, we also have specimens that he collected while he was at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. So we are still in the process of cataloging the collection. We have not finished. We've done about 10,000 of our estimated 20,000 microfungi specimens. And so there still may be more to discover. How did these specimens get to the botanical gardens? I would have thought that they would have just stayed in Iowa where he collected them. Well, one thing that herbaria do is we spread the wealth. So we trade specimens around. 
how these specimens came to you, these George Washington Carver specimens came to UNC is a bit of a mystery. Van and I, a couple months ago, we were trying to figure out space things, where these things are, how we can shove things around so that things fit better. And at the bottom of an herbarium case, there was this cardboard box, which was wedged in there really tightly. We managed to get it out. It turns out that it was more of these specimens. This box still had the mailing tag on it, and it was from Frank Seymour. He is the son of Arthur Bliss Seymour, and all of the George Washington Carver specimens were found in the Arthur Bliss Seymour collection. Bliss was also a mycologist who studied plant pathogens. He was in Illinois and in Massachusetts at Harvard for a while and at University of Illinois. He was a big wheel in mycology. If he corresponded with George Washington Carver, I don't know. But the George Washington Carver specimens were in the Bliss collection. We got the Bliss collection, I think, from Arthur Bliss's son, Frank, when, I don't know, the, unfortunately the mailing tag doesn't have a date on it. <laughs> Dr. Coker corresponded and collaborated with people all over the world. He was a really prominent biologist in his day. And I think people sent things to him. They wanted him to see them. They wanted him. UNC was well known for its fungal studies. And, you know, you want to send your stuff someplace where it's going to get used. And UNC was the place in the southeast to do that. The UNC herbarium is the largest herbarium in the southeastern United States, if you don't count the Smithsonian. So we are still the go-to institution for botanical research in the southeast, for lending specimens, for depositing specimens, and... It's been like that ever since the herbarium was started by Dr. Coker in 1908. So what's in these specimens? What was George Washington Carver collecting at the time? He really focused on the microscopic fungi, those that are associated with plants in particular, and even more specifically with plant disease fungi. And he was a collaborator with USDA in Washington and provided a lot of material to them and it was very important because at his time point, there was very little known about the pathogens of crop plants in the South, crops like peanuts, cotton, sweet potatoes. And he was instrumental in providing the material to the scientists in the USDA to describe these fungi. And remarkably, his collections, as Caroline mentioned, there are thousands that are in these herbaria. They're still this day being used to describe new species. And as recently as 2003, a new taxon of fungi was described based on George Washington Carver's collections. He was renowned for being one of the best fungal collectors of his time. He was very careful and very methodical and provided excellent quality material for the mycologists that studied his collections. How special is it to have some of George Washington Carver's specimens in the herbarium? Do you get a sense of history when you work with those specimens? Oh, very special. And this whole collection has over a thousand type specimens, so it's a very valuable resource. And it's like mining for gold. Every week we discover new gems in the collection, important material for the scientific community. When I get tired of looking at dead plants, I enjoy 
learning about the people who collected those plants. And just like with George Washington Carver, right? I had G.W. Carver from Ames, Iowa, right? Yeah, whatever. It wasn't until I learned about his life, oh, he went to University of Iowa. Those biographical details really illuminate the specimens and you can tie together what he was doing, where he was, and maybe what he was thinking about. If you can say, oh, these are the things he was thinking about in 1913, and then realize, oh, he didn't call it this because he wasn't studying that until 10 years later, right? So getting to know about these people's lives can be a really important feature of figuring out and learning more about the specimens that you have. On herbarium labels, it says where you were and who you were with. So yeah, uh, there's a powerful sense of history, knowing about the people. And uh, a couple of years ago, one of our algae scientists, Paul Gabrielson, is working on algae. And he said, oh, by the way, I've got some uh, a type specimen coming in from from England, uh, be on the lookout, it'll be in the mail, let me know when it comes. I said, oh, well, what is it? He said, oh, it's, uh, I can't remember what the species of algae was. And he said, oh, it was collected by Charles Darwin on the Beagle. And I was like, you're kidding. And so when it came in, I like, I walked it around, I just walked it through the hallways and said, Charles Darwin collected this. You can you you could you can't touch the specimen itself, but you can touch the tube that it's in because they were going to extract DNA, so we didn't want to have, you know, people's finger DNA on there. But, you know, oh sure, yeah, the sense of history is is incredible. And so when I a year ago when I found these specimens collected by George Washington Carver, I was like amazed. And he is a biologist that even people who are not biologists have heard about. I didn't know much about him. I was like George Washington Carver, peanut. That's all I knew, right? I had no idea that he was a plant pathologist and was actually a mycologist by training. I had no idea. So, I mean, I learn stuff every day. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said.